Hey everybody, before we start the podcast, we have an announcement to make. Special announcement. Exciting. We will be entertainment guests at Anime Houston. One of our favorites, Anime Houston. Anime Houston happens September 22nd through 24th at the Houston Marriott West Chase. In case you didn't figure that out, that means it's taking place in Houston, Texas. Yes, we will be there. We're going to be doing panels and running around and bumping fists and causing smiles. Shaking hands by special request, but yes, bumping yes. fists and causing smiles. And if you want to dance with us, we will probably be at the rave. Because <laughs> <laughs> we love it. We will see you at Anime Houston. See you there. Please listen carefully. And now, live from the aquarium in McKinney, Texas, it's the Assuming Positions Podcast. Featuring two guys napping in a Wookiee's lap. Kevin and Mikey. Hey everybody, welcome to the Assuming Positions Podcast. Kevin over here. And Mikey over here. And today on the podcast, it is time. You've asked for it and you're getting it. Ahsoka. Rate, review, in midpoint. Midpoint, we're yeah. doing it. There's only a couple episodes out, but we like to check in in the halfway point. Yes. I believe it's a midpoint assumption. It is a midpoint assumption. Fellas. Thank you, producer Scott. <laughs> uh, so this is, you're probably going to be hearing this when maybe like five or six are out by now, but we're just doing the first four here. So spoiler warning, we will be talking in depth about the first four episodes because we all have a lot to say. We do. About... Star Wars Ahsoka, created and written by Dave Filoni on Disney+. Plus. It's a spinoff of the Mandalorian series, and I would like to whoa, call... Whoa, whoa, hold on. I'm going to take issue with that. I Is would like to call it Rebel Season 5. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, because Rebels. you actually called it, you actually called it like Rebel Season 5 yeah. three or four pods ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we were talking about Saber Guild, and, and you were like, oh, yeah, it's like Rebel Season 5. Definitely is. And, and it, it leads me to like really the only true criticism that I have of this whole thing. And that is, it's for the first time. I feel like I'm missing out on a huge part of the story because I never watched a kitty show. I didn't watch that cartoon. Are you, don't slander rebels right now. How Just, dare you call it a kitty show? I know. I know. And, and listen, but here's the silver lining. It's supposed to be a kitty show. Yeah, it should it be a kitty show. And, and again, I'm not, please don't misunderstand me. I don't want to take away from the value of a children's star Wars show i think that's absolutely good we gotta we gotta grow the fan base from when they're little (laughs) but in much the same way i went and watched a whole bunch of clone wars after the first season of mandalorian guess what disney did it to me again there you go i'm now gonna go back and watch a bunch of rebels episodes because i don't feel like i have all the context you, um, you fell for their experiment absolutely you're doing what they they wanted you to do and it and it's more so than i think with mandalorian because like like you said kevin it is literally Season five. You, you know how much more so? They literally shot in live action an entire scene that is in the Rebels series. At the end of the Rebel series, yep. it has Sabine walking up to her painting of the group. The one that's shown in episode one? Touching Ezra's face, yep. turning around to see Ahsoka with her ship there, and then getting on the ship with Ahsoka. Like and frame that, for frame. It is frame for frame. No they, kidding. They reshot I, I, it. I got to go back and watch it. They reshot it, now. which is part of the reason why that mural um, ha- exists in 
this live action series because they, that was the very mural that was shot no in both scenes. And it's, well, listen, yeah. hard on the nose. That's why like it has to look exactly the, like the mural. There you go. Yeah. And it, it does. It does yeah. has that very, yeah. uh, uh, that look of that animated. But let's start right there with one of my favorite things about Ahsoka. Clancy Brown. Clancy Brown. Yeah. Reno himself oh, yeah. from Buckaroo Bonsai. I know. We all have a favorite Clancy Brown. Mikey, who's your, what's your favorite Clancy, Clancy uh, character? Kerrigan from Highlander. Kerrigan from yeah. Highlander. No, that's mine, too. That's yours, too. Oh, you're well, so oh sorry. Cool. Well, technically, no, I picked sorry, him. That no. one's taken. You have to come up with you know, no, you, his, I, I know what his real one is. He yeah, gave the I, wrong answer. I, I picked him as one part of my posse from Carnival. You did. Carnival's his favorite. Carnival. That's his favorite that's Clancy Brown version. Evil Clancy Brown. Yeah. So uh, kind of kerrigan So great. So anytime you got Clancy Brown in episode one, thumbs up. Can I tell you, though, when you go back and watch Rebels, he is the voice of that character. Yes, I, I did. Yeah. I did read that. Mm-hmm. The governor of Lothal. <laughs> Lothal, which apparently Lothal is a real big. That's where Rebels is set. CD? What's the word? Hub. Hub. Yeah, it's where, Rebels. Re- it's where Rebels is set, and it's where Thrawn is putting his factory to make the TIE Defender. If you remember the Tide Defender, I do from, remember the Tide Defender the, uh, video games. It's the factory they go and check out in that episode, right? With the Doctor from House. No, that's in Corellia. Oh, oh, that's right. My bad. Yeah. That factory that Thrawn was building was destroyed in Rebels by gotcha. this group of Rebels that are in the picture. Like that's said, why there's a mural of them because they saved Lothal from the Empire. Well, that's a, I mean that's context for me is like I'm only I'm spotty on Rebels, so I haven't seen all of it. I know, and I agree as someone who watched Rebels because that is the so Clone Wars uh, animated series and Rebels even more than the sequels are my kids' Star Wars. My, yes, my almost adult sons, <laughs> they have said that their Star Wars is these animated series. That's their Star Wars. Clone Wars. Clone Wars, Clone Wars or Rebels. And both. Rebels, both together, yeah. And, so, we, and you, were, you said Saber Guild. We heard that answer there, too. Yeah, from, so from like, it's, it's almost like Filoni is their George Lucas. So we're calling... I have read several things. This is the Filoni-verse? It is. Is that a I term? Mean, rightly so. Are and we going to make it a term? And I, well, you did. He, I don't... I think of it less as a verse, more of like a a felony corner of the Star Wars galaxy. I don't, man. He was the, but he was the heir to the empire for real. He was George Lucas. He said the name (laughs) of the thing. He said the thing. He was George Lucas's Padawan. He was in every way, shape, or form, and I think that was the greatest mistake that Disney made with Felony and saying that ah. That's that uh, kitty cartoon guy over there. You just keep doing those kitty cartoons, and uh, we'll have the big boys take care of Star Wars over there. Hey, uh, JJ, and uh, all the rest of you guys, come over JJ. here and make some Star Wars. Well, why don't people like this? Star- why do people say they like this other Star Wars better? Oh, hey, John Favreau, what you want the cartoon guy to help you out with stuff? You know, and it's like, yeah. hold up, hold up, hold up. Who? Who is that character that you're quoting right there? <laughs> that's Mr. Mister Disney. <laughs> is that Mr. Disney Studio exec? Yeah, that's he Mr. Disney it. Studio exec. Yeah. We're going to work on a name for generic Disney Studio exec yeah. who sounds like that. This guy right here. Yeah. He wears, yeah. A, he wears a big suit that's somehow still tight. <laughs> yeah. He's like a cartoon character, yeah. I think. He's like he's like, he, he's like someone from like Who Framed Roger Rabbit or something. Generic Disney studio exec. But he has he has that ter- if he has you. that terrible attitude of like, oh, it's a, it's for kids, so therefore it's of lesser quality. Ugh, that's I hate that. Well Star uh, Wars is for kids. But that's what seems to have happened. And it really seems like they're they're slowly starting to realize 
that this guy with the cowboy hat. It was Filoni all along. Yeah, it was Filoni all along. I I heard someone say, in Filoni, I trust. There you go. And I was like, yeah, man, that's that's for reals because he spent so much time working with George Lucas on Clone Wars and just like picking his brain like crazy and just really going into the weeds. And there's so much, there's so many things that he knows that no one else knows because George told him directly. That's right. From the the source. And and I... I was a late arriver to the Clone Wars party, and I remember that that uh, the Siege of Mandalore episode. That was every bit of yeah. a Star Wars cinema yeah. uh, kind of experience. You got to pick and choose which Clone Wars episodes you listen to. Right, 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 right. For example, Mortis Arc. Uh-huh. Mortis Arc is is it relevant here? Yes. With with Ahsoka and what we're doing now. Yes, very much. Which so. Mortis Arc was only. Three episodes, yeah. right? Well, yeah. World Between Worlds is happening, it seems like. It, it seems, seems like. like. Yeah. All right. Um, and and you said Filoniverse, and like it seems like he's kind of sitting in this time period because he, he wants to flesh out this whole thing. So this is, I would continue that Filoniverse because he's getting in, pulling out three episode arcs because like, he's like, I didn't get a chance to flesh this out even with 22 episodes right, in it. Right, right. You know, he's like, I still have more of this story to explore, which is awesome. And what's also super cool is it seems like he's trying to make connectors to the sequel to make the sequels make sense once you get to them. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> it's like, Can all right. I, oh, wait, oh, give, me, give me an example. What do you mean by that? Well, because between this and the Mandalorian and the Mandalorian, we find out that there's the actual the Imperials who are supposed to be, quote unquote, scattered are maybe physically scattered, but they're all talking to each other. Yes. So they're not scattered in that way. And then we find out that they, they talk about we're going to bring Thrawn back. And now we get to this show and we find out who these people are who are trying to bring Thrawn back. So whoever that guy was, Admiral, whoever that was, I'm, I love Star Wars, but I don't know the name of every single minor character. But Especially now, but yeah. he obviously knew of this plan that's being enacted right now. Uh, enacted by... What what was her name? Idris Elba? I forget. <laughs> Morgan? Was, Morgan. Yes. No. Yes, it's Morgan Elsbeth. M- Elsbeth. Who Sorry, I get I Idris Elba. I love it. Who we saw, that's who Ahsoka went after and captured and uh, captured in The Mandalorian. And and I I love that's a great connection. Hey, yep. this is what happened to that prisoner. She's been, yep. I didn't pick it up the first time I watched it. And I had mm-hmm. to kind of go back on a rewatch and catch and, that but yeah that's the that was from Mandalorian. that was season two wasn't it i think so and she and she's a night sister which is from from clone wars from, from clone wars with um, the dathomir the dathomir that's where darth maul's from and it, it's i really uh, i get a kick out of this some people i want to hear what you oh, guys i'm about I to hype it up you, i want to hear what you guys think about this because there are some people who are if i think what you're going to bring up what who it, are force what purists Oh, okay. And yeah. they think only Jedi and only Sith. I we don't know any of those people, do we? And I don't think so, but they've been slowly working. They've been slowly working in the the George Lucas has said in interviews before that everybody has the capability to interact with the force. Yes. And it just depends on your talent and yeah. your and training. Your own and, perspective and, and your yeah. background and right. what your interpretation mm-hmm. is of and Filoni has taken that and run with it. And we're getting things, we're getting people who use the force 
who aren't part of these two orders. The Sith Order and the Jedi Order are just orders of Force users. And then there's all these other Force users out there who have their own ways of doing things. And one of them, one of the coolest ones, in my opinion, yeah. are the Night Sisters. These they're, they're basically witches. Yeah. They're witches. And the Force is and magic. Balin actually calls her yes. a witch, a yeah. witchcraft at yes. one point, and makes a reference to it in, I think it's episode three. Mm-hmm. Which is I, my favorite of the of the four. <laughs> it was. I'm glad you brought it up because I was going to bring it up. If you didn't, this is they're bringing the the mystical supernatural aspect of Star Wars into it. Yeah, and like even the question of like faith and believing in the Force. Mm-hmm. You know, like they're bringing all the mysticism isn't the right word, but it's close enough. Yeah, but it like, is. Mysticism's right like word. Like the ooh aspect yeah. of Absolutely. Star Wars, which is oh, I love it. The yeah. space wizard aspect. Yeah, the, yeah. And, because ultimately. One of the strengths of Star Wars is the fantasy part of it being space fantasy. Absolutely. It's never been sci-fi, really. Mm-hmm. It's always been space Space fantasy. opera. Yes, it's always been space opera, space fantasy. That's what's always separated it from Star Trek. And I'm not giving any shade to Star Trek. Star Trek is a much harder sci-fi. For sure. Um, than than Star Wars ever was. Completely different um, lane, for sure. And and that and that's the, the that's the fun thing too that you always have to remember when you're dealing with Star Wars is that <laughs> there's that aspect of it and you can't get caught up on the science part of it because you'll it, your brain will break because they don't work as hard in Star Wars as they do in a Star Trek to like kind of techno babble their way through stuff. It's just it's the what yeah. Mikey says, the rule of cool works oh. in Star Wars 100%. Do you it's th- like like those those starfighters can't fly like that. Yeah, but they look cool doing it. And they can now. Absolutely. Do you think Filoni giggled when he got to retcon mitochondrians? Yeah. Because that's essentially what he did. Right now, it's just everybody can. Everybody has a connection if they have talent, work hard, and get the various combinations that people get. Right, and some people are more talented than others, which is kind of saying like some people have more midichlorians than others. I guess. Yeah, I just like that it was a it was a more mystical, it was more fun fantasy way of explaining it. It's right. Like, yeah, it's 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 magic, but also you gotta have talent, kid. Like, yeah, that's great. You gotta have all the midichlorians. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I agree with you. It's a it's a better concept to not talk about the midi chlorians. Yeah. Now let's talk about let's let's talk about who's in this for sure, and let's talk about Speaking what we of Morgan th- what we think of them a little bit because yeah, of course Ahsoka's uh, being reprised by Rosario Dawson, who we've seen her in the Mandalorian. I think we all agree she's a great Ahsoka. Uh, there are a lot of people who are still still upset that Ashley Eckstein isn't playing this character, but uh, yeah. Uh, I, I get it. They, they, yeah, they are taking a lot of the voice actors and making them play their characters in live action, but they seem to only want to do it if it really fits. Yes, and you know, I'll say this: like, I because my knowledge of Rebels is spotty. That means my knowledge of Ahsoka is spotty as well. I'm familiar of her is like in meme context and world context and canon context, mm-hmm. right? But everything I, in my loose knowledge of Ahsoka. Rosario Dawson is just portraying every aspect of that almost what seems effortlessly. Mm-hmm. Like, not only does she get the cool faces every time they're having awesome sword fights, I mean, that's great lighting and all that too, but she delivers the the master teaching the Padawan lines perfectly and then switches into, like, I'm stressed out because I've, I'm a nomad and I'm gray. Like, mm-hmm. she conveys all that, but is also still, like, you get the, oh, she's still a Jedi. Like, she doesn't, like... She doesn't mess around, you know. Yeah, but she's a, but she left the order though. And it's cool. What's cool about it is that 
I don't know if you've noticed, but they're playing with that grayness. In two ways. So as far as she, what, is she a Jedi or is she not? No, as far as some of the moves she does. I agree with like that. Like she will, All right, well, she will do like, <laughs> she will do like kind of little choky things. And when she's fighting sometimes, she seems to be enjoying it a little bit, which is Jedis aren't supposed to do. Yes, yes. And <laughs> you know? to that point, yeah. So if you remember again, the, the Balin Ahsoka fight scene yeah. at the hinge, uh-huh. she pulls out her blade first. Uh-huh. She drops her cloak first. Mm-hmm. She is the aggressor in that situation. I think that's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, no, about. there's there's lots of there's lots of little vats in there. There's also a time when she's uh um one of my favorite characters. Um when she's talking to Hu Yang, voiced by David Tennant. Yes. Doctor Who. Is that important? He's so Very. yeah. He's so he's so maybe he's so into like all the Jedi rules and the Jedi protocol. He's like the constant voice of this is not the Jedi way. He is a protocol droid, yeah. And she kind of alludes to the fact that she got the information about where this temple was out of Morgan. Yes. In a not Jedi way. Oh, she implies that, yeah. She implies that she like did like the some people think it's torture, but why? I think I think she did the Kylo Ren brain thing. Yeah, yeah, no. Which is a dark side thing. I, sure. What I will say, sorry. The brain what, probe. What I will say, torture, sure, but whatever, regardless, it's scary as crap because uh-huh. Balin does that, and he instantly, like, uh, Balin is our new, he's the not Jedi, he's the, the dark user of the Force. Yeah, yeah. Um, he's an Inquisitor, right? No. 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 He's, a free, he's essentially a mercenary. But, a, but he but, was he was a Jedi. Yes. He was. Was a Jedi, but yeah. because I will tell you, I am fascinated by Balin. Yeah. He's wonderful. By uh, an incredible performance by Ray Stevenson, yes. R.I.P. Yeah, Sad we won't get any more of, of Balin. But yes, he was not. I assumed he was an Inquisitor and he was a Jedi because mm-hmm. a lot of Jedi fell, went dark and be like, OK, I'll take this job as an yeah. Inquisitor. Yeah. There were a lot of Jedi who did that. But it's to Kevin's point. Uh, Kevin, you said they're pl- they're telling the story of Ahsoka leaving the Force and leaving the Order. Mm-hmm. We get Balin leaving the Order, but from a like in a completely different path. It's and like, not, who's, not, who's grayer? Yeah, and it also seemed like he didn't. It's he's coming across as not wanting to have left a little bit. And yeah, w- when he was talking to Ahsoka, yeah, it, he, it was very much like it's your fault that everyone, everything that we had is gone now. <laughs> And he's blaming Anakin too. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't quite as as pointed as that, but yes, in that fight, he looks at her. Your legacy is yeah, that yeah, of death what, and destruction. Yeah, yeah. Anakin is, and he is directly blaming her for Anakin. Yeah, sort of. But it because yeah. that's what I took I, from that. Yeah, I was yeah, like, no, is he really blaming I he Ahsoka? I think he is because for uh, the creation of Darth Vader. He's trying to get into her head. He's oh, about to sure. fight her. So, no, he know. can literally get in people's head. That is so terrifying. I'm sorry, I'm going to harp on it again, because when he does that and he reads Sabine, like... He reads Sabine, like... Instantly. And then he... instead You of, should destroy it. It's what your master told you to do. But instead of doing the... Anything we've seen previously, instead of doing the, the Grievous, the Darth Maul, the, the Darth Vader, he's the compassionate. He goes, I know exactly what you're feeling. We're going to make it all better, kid. And it's just like, oh, she's being lured to the dark side, like seduced vampire. We've never seen this before. Style. So is, is that like his force... Uh, uh, Attunement. Attunement is that he can read and he can yeah he can figure out your buttons and press your buttons. I think so, and I think that the reason why his Padawan 
Shinhati, Ooh. who I, I think is um, Yolandi from D Antword. Sorry, no, I, I was I don't know what any of those words meant. <laughs> but if that's a, if that's like a like a somebody's gonna laugh it up. I'm if, sorry. If Continue. that's like a Northern European pop star, yes. then yes, yes, is that what? Yeah, yeah. She uh, seems like a German rock star. Absolutely. Uh, a little bit. But either way, bit. I think that the reason why she has the little Padawan braid is because he's still doing things like by the book, by the Jedi way. It's just that. And there is this theory out there that the reason why their sabers are orangey and not red mm-hmm. is because they're like their kyber crystals are sad. Tainted. <laughs> they're yeah. tainted. Yeah, they're broken, red. So you you called out. I thought you were going to call out a different point, but to the point of uh, Balin and Ahsoka, like he starts blaming Ahsoka. An interesting point to Balin's character uh, when Morgan says, "Have faith," when they're getting ready to do the hyperspace ring, which is amazing as a the end game piece. Oh my gosh, that's almost as cool as the holdo maneuver, wasn't it? Yeah. Giant hyperspace ring. But Balin. Uh, Morgan says, oh, just have faith. And Balin says, specifically, and it was weird enough for me to pay attention, and he says, oh, I lost that a long time ago. And it's not that he left or he gave up on something. It means an action happened that caused him to not believe yeah, in... Yeah, Order 66. I, but is it that? I think so. Cause yeah. But you don't know that. You're just speculating. That's what's interesting. I'm speculating. Yeah, I'm speculating, of course. I'm speculating. Speculating's there's, fun. Though. There's would, also fun speculation that... He might be. He might have been trained by Plu Koon. Oh, oh yeah. Because, okay. Because that's like supposedly Filoni's favorite Jedi. I believe that. I, I also read that because well, who yeah. found Ahsoka? Yeah, Plu Koon. Yeah. So that so. might be why there's a connection there. It's all connected. It's all connected. Yeah. Well, man. Well, we 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 jumped to a part of the of the episode arc that we're talking about. That yeah, dude. That final fight was. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think we want to get into that yet, though. Let's just, we, there's we, other stuff first. I have, I have an overall fighting point. If we can, it will lead us into it. You ready for it? Here's my favorite part because I'm, I'm jazzed to talk about it because one of the things I love about this show is not only are the fight scenes just flat amazing, mm-hmm. so kind of a default there, but we get to see so many new fighting styles. We've been hanging yes, out with Saber yes. Guild so much. So now I'm like, oh, I'm watching stances, I'm watching fighting styles. And we're getting so many fresh faces. You know, this cast is amazing. But it's just new ways of fighting. And you can see, oh, they're aggressive because of this way. Or they're being defensive. Or it's, All right. it's so, fascinating. Yes. I, I, too, am fascinated by it. In fact, that final fight, there were two very different fighting styles. And Ahsoka, who's got a real Bushido kind of Ooh. Japanese katana kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very much And so. his lightsaber was like a freaking Scottish Claymore. Yep. Yeah, yeah. It was... Is that like a mace? Because I was going to say mace. No. Uh, a Braveheart sword. Oh, okay. Think about go. the sword oh, yeah. that, that yeah, Braveheart, yeah. that Mel Gibson carried in Braveheart. The giant broadsword. And his lightsaber, because the hilt <sighs> is like twice as long as hers, and uh, the way he holds it, I was like, that's a Claymore. There you go. Uh, and yeah, you're right. It's, I was, I'm like, oh, wow, I've been at Saber Guild, haven't I? Yeah. Um, and he <laughs> For fights the better. very European... Knight in shining armor, King Arthur yeah, kind yeah, of yeah, like yeah, for sure. baseball bat swing mm-hmm. with that thing, and and Ahsoka's more like samurai bushido. That's why I said maze because he swings it like a baseball bat. Like he's yeah. a, he's a cleric in armor, and he has limited range of movement because of plate and robes. You know, so he's just like ah, like smoothly <laughs> and elegantly. But he, absolutely, he's built for slow and bashing through. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. sturdy. Yes, he kind of fights like Vader. 
Oh, that's true as well. Bit, yes. I didn't, did he use force movements? I forget him specifically. Like, I know Shin was choking people. Ahsoka was pushing people. Ahsoka, Ahsoka, that's the, the, the yeah, yeah. Shin walked up and Ahsoka pretty much threw her by the neck into yes. the, into one of those stones. Right. Yep. 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 You're right. Henge, hedges. Henges? Is it a henge? Is a henge, henge. is a henge one of the things that sticks up or is it, is that? <laughs> I would go with henge. I thought it was more like Stonehenge. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. I think but, a henge is the but, word for an arrangement of stones. Okay. Yeah. So I think we're in the clear. And to, but if you say a henge, are you talking about one of the many pillars? Yes. Or is it a pillar? Stonehenge. No, henge is the group. <laughs> the Stonehenge is one henge. Okay, cool. Uh, but Ahsoka, I think, is justified in that. I know it's a, it is a gray move for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, very, I'm, very, I'm... Yeah, very aggressive. Uh, she, she knows that Shin stabs Sabine. Oh, yeah. So this is a little bit of justified oh. payback. Yeah, I, I ain't throwing any shade on her. Yeah. I always thought the Jedi were, were, were too nice. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta fight dirty. I like, I like the, the grayness. And speaking of her Padawan... Sabine is Sabine cast so well, first of all. Yes. She's easy on the eyes. Natasha Bordizo. Mm-hmm. Is that how you say that? She's half Chinese, half Italian from Australia. What an amazing, wonderful combination this world has given us. That's it. <laughs> that, that's a recipe for awesome, I think. Yeah. Just did automatically. You, do you like the long purple hair or the short purple hair? I don't care what hair. I call I shenanigans on one blade swipe making that perfect quaff, though. Like... It looks great. Both hairstyles work, but she just went like samurai. It looked cool. It was cool because she put her, she laid her armor out. She laid her Mandalorian armor out like a samurai and then was on her knees. And then she did like the, it was very, it was very Kurosawa. Oh, very. Shot. I agree with that. Yeah. But, but two points. One, I love that she laid her armor out because that was also, I think, Filoni being like, all right, cosplay nerds, here's your still. <laughs> yeah, for real. For real. It's like, you're going to love this get, character. Get your details right. Yeah. Pause it here, and then here's her, here's her new armor. That's my hot take. But also, um, no, the samurai, the ceremony was great. I'm just calling shenanigans. She did it like one swoop. And oh, I'm like, yeah. it ended up like that. It's a vibroblade. I don't know. <laughs> oh, maybe it's a, oh, it sucks while it's, it cuts. I get it. Okay. It sucks while, it's like a, it's a suck cut. It's a shooby, shooby, what's that thing called? It certainly does. Suck cut. Yeah. What'd you guys think about the the Star Wars rock she was listening to while she was going? You mean Beastie Boys Sabotage her, from the uh, future? Uh, on her swoop <laughs> bike. Future. Beastie Boy Sabotage from a galaxy far, far away. Yep. They also used it I for Star Trek. I didn't mind it. I thought it was great. And I didn't realize it was a thing until I like started kind of getting ready for this for this uh, episode, and, and apparently there's some angst out there over Star Wars rock. Yeah, whatever. No, the music is so on point. For yeah, this. I thought it was really good. I I thought it was it was hilarious because you know, she's supposed to be at this ceremony. Poor Clancy Brown's like, oh, can you like, you know, just, just talk to the crowd. Where's my rebel just, daughter? Yeah. And He's been here before. And Clancy Brown since E wings. We haven't seen E wings other than other than in our uh, our game. No, we had E wings in um, X wing. Yeah, they were they were in our X wing miniatures game. Yeah. No, we saw them somewhere else, didn't we? Maybe I don't know. But they, anyway, they showed up in that, that final battle with Hoda, I think, because there were a whole bunch of different like all the bombers and stuff showed up. So I think. People yeah. were pointing out the image. It was just the, like, where are you going? And did you know that I found out that on our helmet in Arabesh, it just says, babe. I believe that. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. awesome. I knew she was like 10, girl. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, two parts about that scene that are awesome. One, that's a scene that is lets you know this Filoni understands Star Wars humor so perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. knows how to 
pepper in the jokes, which there are a slew of. There are so many jokes in this show, and I've only seen four episodes so far. But it, And they're hilarious if you're paying attention. But also this scene is hilarious for the interaction. She's like, you can't stop me. She's like, she's not slowing down. Hey, wait, wait. she's not slowing down. <laughs> yeah. Stand down, Commander. It's like, nope, she's not slowing down. And then she pulls a cool move and gets away. But also, Filoni, I think, still has animation brain in that. <laughs> animation brain, that, I love. That highway was narratively long. Yeah. It was perfectly long for the conversation, for that move. And then the scene ended and the highway ended. I'm like, come on now, Filoni. I get, you know, this is all CGI, but... It was all too convenient. I really, for real life doesn't work like that. I can't 100%... It's so silly. I can't 100% remember, though, but I think the highway was like that in Rebels, even. I think, no. And I think there's something narratively about that highway not being finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't remember. No, it, I, Are you looking at me for an answer No, no, that? no. I'm, yeah, no. I, I'm, I don't recall, but I, I think that there was something narratively about that highway... I, I say that being super pedantic and nitpicky because yeah. it does it it works fine. But if you're watching it, you're like, "Yeah, this is a long highway. It's but still going." It did that did not bother me one little bit. <laughs> I know, but I I just I really like how we have this character. She has a clear motive, and you you never knew even in. Are you talking about Sabine? Yeah, even in the animated series, you could never tell. It was almost because this is a kid show. Yes. They didn't go into it, but there always was this kind of like, will they, won't they, Ezra, Sabine thing going on. Right, right. And um, I, I understand there's like a brother, sister, shipping kind of thing. Yeah, I I think that it was played for the kids to be brother, sister. Mm-hmm. But I, and it could still be that way. I don't know. That's one thing that's, I, wanna, I don't want to call it a sticking point because it's not really a complaint, but. There is a lot of context that we aren't given for this show. Right, right, right. You have to watch Rebel Season 4 for Rebel Season 5. That's, well, hey, that's how I started the show, that I, I I felt like I'm missing context a lot. Yeah. But to the point I would say is that I don't think it suffers for that. They're leave, like the, the holes they're leaving are intriguing and fun. Right. And, and what they're giving us is just enough to make you give you an idea and lead you down a couple different thought paths, but they aren't, uh, yeah. they aren't flat out saying like, Oh, remember Ezra? He did this specifically. Let's flash back to it, you know. So, like, it's cool that it's like you get the sense, you get how Re- Ezra fits into the picture without him being there or without him. With we've only seen him once in that hologram. So, and I love, right? I love Filoni's showing, not telling, and I can think of it because we kind of take stuff for granted. But I'm trying to think of it as someone who hasn't seen much of any Star Wars. Yeah, yeah. But it's enough that like. They show her laying out the Mandalorian armor, mm-hmm. and it's like, okay, if you know what this is, then you know it's Mandalorian armor. And then later on, when Ahsoka's training her, which was was super fun. Mm-hmm. Let's um, get into that next. The, when Ahsoka was training her, she said, your Mandalorian training has made you good at Weapons. You know, weapon fighting. Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. And that's it. That's all he had to do. Show us Mandalorian armor, and then tell us a, a, a couple scenes later, your Mandalorian training. One, one line. Done. Boom. And if you don't know she's a Mandalorian, by the time she dons the Mandalorian stuff and is flying around doing her Mandalorian stuff, yeah. then you weren't paying attention. That's why I'm saying that's brilliant. Instead of like... I you could, are on point. I could, see it, I could see it being done so 
clunky, not clunky, and yeah. it was very elegant yes. and a very economy of words. And Filoni, we trust. Yeah, I had fun with that. Uh, for me, because they didn't explain this, but they showed it, and so what I took away from it is like her whole haircutting thing. Yeah, it was cool to give her both haircuts, but. Uh, that's her helmet hairstyle, and she had a whole yeah. ceremony of putting the helmet back on because even though she's a face shower or whatever they call them in, yeah, yeah. in Mando. A face shower. Right. Daywalker. No. Um, uh, oh, I like that one. That's yeah. good, too. That's from Blade. But well, I know. Uh, so I, I think the ceremony shows, I mean, that's another aspect of them saying this is a person who followed a path right. that now is gray in that path. She was a night owl. Well, so, let's, so which this is Bo-Katan, right? Yeah. yeah. We're, we're talking about episode two, and, and episode two had the moment where I was like, I'm in. This is great. Oh. Because episode two, any anybody else have any uh, a New Hope vibes? Especially, oh, yeah. um, I can't see a thing in there. And it, actually, I, this may be even, I'm confused on it, which episode was in which, but there were so many A New Hope parallels yeah, yeah, yeah. with Sabine's training in the T6 versus Luke's training with Obi-Wan mm-hmm. in the Millennium Falcon. I just had it, and, and I, I think it did a great job paying homage yeah. to that, not directly stealing or cribbing, but I took it as an absolute homage to that training with Luke. And then yeah. that gets followed up with, I think it's episode three, where they're getting attacked. All right, can we just talk about the whole space battle <laughs> in episode three? This is the one where they're all almost all in spaceships. We have a fantastic space battle. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but before that, I just want to, since before we leave the ship, I think it was hilarious. Stay on the ship. I th- no, I just think it was hilarious that she leaves Sabine with a little cup and everyone's waiting for her to be move the cup. She Never doesn't, she doesn't. She doesn't move the cup. Yes. I was like, that's yes. awesome. No, it and, was. And played for the comedy because that scene ends with a shot of the cup, like, looking smug. <laughs> The cup doesn't, know, right? the cup doesn't right, move, right. but that cup was smug. That cup was definitely smug at that, the end of that, that episode. Four, humor in there. Sure. But yeah, no, there's a great space battle in this, and there's they're really hitting on the point that Balin and Shin are in the old school Jedi way. Master and apprentice. Because... She has freaking Obi Wan's headset thing. She does. On. No, that's Anakin's headset thing. Well, either maybe way. it's both of them. Yeah. I, mean, I remember seeing Anakin wearing that headset yeah, both. while there on um, Episode Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At the in the opening scenes. Yeah, and she I, she's so aggressive and crazy. Like, oh, you have a weird haircut, but I'm glad your personality fits. Like, I don't. I like. I believe you're still weak and learning, which is yeah, interesting. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm scared of you, but it's also like that's the thing. Oh man, it just, Sabine could have taken you. And I, I hate to say this because this is not how we are with positivity sometimes. But we can make it's a stu- it's, But it's stuff like this that when you start thinking of Obi Wan and they're like, in, they're how they did their Inquisitors, and yes. how and then how like these two these two people are. You see both their faces. Right, they're not scary monsters, but they're but, believable. But they're believable. You don't want to mess with them. You can tell that there's evil there. I wouldn't want any of them near Baby Leia, as for a, sure. As opposed to the angry babysitter we got from <laughs> in Obi Wan. <laughs> it's just why do you hate Obi Wan so much? I don't hate it. I just when you can't you can't be <laughs> you you can't you can't be giving me can't have all this good ice cream over here and then be like. Here, this is we made this ice cream too, oh, and I'm let like, it go. let it go, let let the rum raisin go, Kevin. Let the hate let flow the through you. No, you can go. enjoy it every once in a while. Yeah, you're being so, aware of it. No, but that that just shows you how much like it helps you appreciate how much better they're doing it here. Right, absolutely. Right. And and getting back that whole that whole uh, new hope vibe, 
that moment when Ahsoka looks at Sabine and says, you know, head to the laser pod. Yeah. I forget what she called. That was just straight out of New Hope. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to hear, like, here they come. I'll be honest with you. That's the song. And it didn't fit the music they had. I was like, oh, no, the music's not right. Because uh, I thought it was a fantastic. They had um, to make new music because they don't want to pay John Williams. He's already got enough. He's already got enough money. That's right. (laughs) No, but I'm with you. Did anyone notice the looks of the enemy combatant starships, the starfighters? They were flying. And I have done research trying to find what they were. They, they were, look like they flew right out of freaking World War II. They really yeah. did, yeah. They looked. They like had a real yeah. warbird kind of vibe to them. I don't know if you know this about me, but I like old airplanes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, holy crap, they look like warbirds. I was enthralled by that space battle. Especially Shins, because it look it has like the old like old timey paint job on it. Yeah. And just being like that's what I'm talking black, about. Gray red. And they had little short stubby wings. One of them had like a tail that went that went down instead of up. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And like I said, I tried to go find out what kind of ships those were. They're not not part of Canon yet. I'm sure they will be soon. They're new. New awesomeness for the all but the awesomeness we're getting in the show. I was so super stoked about that whole fight. Reminded me of A New Hope. Reminded me of uh, the escape from the Death Star uh, when the when the Tie Fighters were chasing them. Except I don't remember. Fantastic, loved it. I don't remember like Obi Wan getting out on the outside of the Millennium Falcon to deflect Tie Fighter bolts, though. <laughs> we're, we're well, it is a space opera. They have to do stuff opera. in space. I, I want to say that's that was that's the dance a, scene that has been done in other. Science fiction properties, perhaps even Star Wars. Yeah, it's been that that. The, That's from Expanse, I think. That's Expanse influence. They stand on the no, outside. Clone, Clone Wars had that happening. I got you. All right. The magnet boots and and spacesuits with lightsabers on the outside of ships that happened in Clone Wars at least once. Oh yeah, totally believable. Yeah. I do, that is what's funny though is you you're egging me on for my one real big legit nitpick about <gasps> the show. He's got a nitpick. Uh, Ahsoka's space helmet. I'm calling shenanigans. She puts that on and takes that off way too fast. She has monlats, monals, whatever they call it. What do you call them? Headtails. Headtails. Hold on. I want to know. What did you think they were called, Mikey? Monals, monats. Mole rats. (laughs) Naked mole rats? Hold on. Hold on. Twi'leks have headtails. Yeah, Twi'leks have headtails. But there's a Star Those Wars. Those aren't headtails, are they? There's a Star so Wars nerd for it. Form of tail. Oh Jesus! From her head. I don't know. Vileku. Okay. They're oh Montrals. M O N T R A L. Montrals. Yes. Okay. But for her, so. her specific Montrals are also called Vileku for what she is. Oh, okay. Yeah. No way that helmet comes on and off that fast. Like she's stuffing them in there. Like. Unless it's like Back to the Future, like she puts it on and it seals to her head, like Back to the Future shoes. It's not nearly not <laughs> nearly as elegant as what they did in Marvel. Marvel had a way better spacesuit in Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, and this is super nitpicky, but she makes it to like the front of the ship and w- without helmet really quickly. I'm like, yeah. no, that's a ten minute process at right. least. You you have brought up a nitpick, yeah. and you brought up the Expanse. Oh, uh-uh. There is an intersection here of a nitpick. I love it. Because the Expanse... I'm sorry. When you're piloting a spacecraft, you should be strapped in. <laughs> seat Nobody belt. wears freaking seatbelts while they're flying spaceships in this show, and that bumps me. One person does. Two people do. Hera and her son. Hera and her son? Because she says, buckle up. That's how that you're telling them to follow uh, The rest of the time, they're all just like sitting there in their chairs... And if it's one thing that Expanse taught me, is momentum is inertia is important. 
Too hard. Too hard sci-fi. And, ah. and if we're talking about nitpicks and you're bringing up Jason. Uh-oh. Jason Sandula. Harris. Is he, is he a with, or is he a That's human? what I want to know. His dad's a human, right? Yeah. I, His dad was a Jedi. I don't like I don't like how they did, and I, I don't like it. I don't like how they did the hybrid of Twilight and human. Because it looks like, like a human. It's just a human with green hair. That's not that's a cop out all day long. You want him to have more Twilight. How can head tails be a repressive gene? That's their sex organ. So really? That didn't I read that? I don't Long know. time ago? I think it's how they communicate bunny quotes. Just kidding. I don't know. No. Uh, I don't know. I thought that those those were like That's how Avatar did we it. talk about on the Safety White podcast. Well, he's like the first we'll he's explore it further. He's like the first like hybrid that I know of in Star Wars. Usually it's just like humans and aliens and we usually don't ever see like, They date, but you never like, see yeah, them. Yeah, you never progeny. see like half elves or anything like that. But even half elves have like Kind of pointy ears. Yeah, but he's a, he's a young kid. What if he? I mean, he's definitely pre-adolescent. So what if it's like he hasn't matured into his full hybrid? You think they're gonna grow? Listen, you don't Maybe. know when Twilights grow their head tentacles. I, I no, we've we have seen. I think we've seen young Twilights. That's right. The, Do they have head tentacles? Yeah. Yep. But those are the purebreds. There was a, those aren't those the, the muggles. Those aren't. Those There's aren't a whole the Muggle Twilights. There's a whole series in Rebels about Ryloth, and I think Ryloth's in Clone Wars too. And there's I remember Ryloth. There's Clone ch- Wars. there's children Twilight's shown, and they have head tails. Uh, okay, well here, but this leads into a gap in my knowledge, and you can answer it for me unless it might be possible spoilers. But quick shout out to Hera, Mary Elizabeth Winstead. You rock it in everything you do. Obi Wan's wife. Yeah, yeah. Oh, she's wonderful. Mm-hmm. Um, Wait, but, I thought Obi Wan's wife was a teen. No, I thought he had a in thing. Re- in oh, in real life, Ewan McGregor's, McGregor's wife. wife. Yeah. Yes, I thought yeah. Satine. <laughs> Sorry, I got confused. But you, good for standing up for canon, though. Yeah. I, I, I respect <laughs> it. Like, no, that is incorrect. <laughs> it was not her wife. They just had a thing with the eyes. They looked at each other funny. But we're I don't get- think they ever got married, though. But we're getting there. So Hera was actually had a thing with Caleb. Kanan? Kanan Jarrus? Yeah, Kanan Jarrus. Thank you. I was thinking Jarrus. But so that's, that's Jason's father. Yeah, that's where the hybrid comes from. Who also trained Ezra. But is he he's not still in the picture? I think I, he died. I don't know how he, he ended died. Up. Sorry, Rebels, didn't he, he died. Okay. But Did he die in that's, Rebels? A, yeah. that's a known thing? Okay. Oh yeah. I didn't know that. It so. was it was it was it would made people sad. Okay. And parents complained. Oh, too dark. Did too they heavy? really? Yeah, man. Okay. Well, because my her. understanding of it, like he was the father figure in Rebels and yeah. uh what's her name? He was a blind Jedi. He got blinded by that, Darth Maul. Blinded by Darth Maul. He's yeah. all cheer it. Like, yeah. That leads to my other Easter egg. Sorry, one more quick thing. So in the sword training that you mentioned, that was an homage to A New Hope, Hu Yang, who uh, also hot take, best druid in Star Wars. Yes, I love Hold on. him. Pause. 25,000 years old? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Is he is he the oldest artifact that we have I hope so. I in the so. canon? I think so. He's, he's, he's cool enough uh, to be... No, oh, there's wait, a... Yeah. In the... In the sequel to Fallen Jedi, he runs into a droid that's from the old Republic era. Gotcha. So okay. that might be just as old. Maybe it's the same. Might yeah, be the same. And I mean, we are t- still talking about magical, mystical, like Night Sister temples are right. old. So, I mean, there's definitely old stuff out there, but I think he might, you know, he's definitely in the running for oldest droid. Well, the ball map was ancient. And easily destroyed with a lightsaber. Yeah. No way she was getting yeah, it with it the didn't blaster. Look, it didn't look easy. 
All right. It looks uh, like he Mike, Mikey had a point. You were yeah. going to get to earlier. Just a quick Easter egg in that in that training. Uh, Hu Yang is training. Uh, suggests, yes. Why don't we uh, teach her the Zatoichi method? The Zatoichi method. Yeah. The blind swordsman. I loved it. Oh yes. So. I, I read about that. Yeah. Okay, so I, I caught it right when they did it because I didn't think they would directly just say, oh, we love samurai stuff. So Zatoichi is an old samurai movie, I think loosely based on legend and myth, uh, but about a blind swordsman. Z- well, Zatoichi became an uh, archetype yeah. of, of the blind swordsman, the blind warrior, the blind I can I can fight without seeing. It's just one word, and you get so much context. It was That's really right. funny. And uh, I will say uh, hats off to, uh, I was listening to a podcast today, uh, Children of the Watch. Okay. Uh, they were talking about, and they made a comparison to, because Chirrut from Rogue One also was awesome. based on Donnie Yen. Zatoichi. Mm-hmm. And so I think there was a great parallel between the face down Sabine. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're not as talented. Maybe you're not as gifted in the force, but Chirrut's got discipline. Yeah. No, and she's going to get her, her awakening. Sabine's coming out episode seven in the force, I think. But uh, yeah, that was my, the Easter egg. I was like, I know that. It was yes, awesome. Yeah. Zatoichi Zad- Le- style is a, is a. I did the Leonardo DiCaprio. I pointed at my TV screen. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not catch it first time through, but I read about it afterwards. I was like, holy crap, I knew that. But yeah, thoughts on Hu Yang? I, I, I just I think he's great. Best droid in Star Wars so far. K2SO is the best droid in Star Wars. No. Hu no. Yang beats him now. No. He's got so much sass. David Tennant does such a great job. <laughs> all right. Yeah. All right. And you said something earlier about the 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 comedy in... in I, I'll be honest with you. Maybe I'm not as smart as you are because I didn't... I felt from a levity standpoint, this was this one has less levity... Than most of the other Star Wars properties, and I, again, really, you levity- know, Chopper getting all angry. Like, did you touch my stuff? Oh, you totally heard him say that too. Yeah, did you touch my stuff? Well, because she like, says, because she says, I didn't move anything. Did you check up into the back of the battery? And he's like, Oh yeah, there it was. My bad. So I'm, I watched it with my wife, and she goes, that droid just asked about his stuff. I was like, yeah, he did, honey. Good job. Yeah, it's stiff competition because Chop Chop, man, he let, he's part mainly one of the biggest examples of the comedy I'm talking Do about. Do you know who does, Chop, does Chopper's voice? No. Filoni. Really? Yeah. That Filoni makes, Chopper's voice. That is amazing. Shocking. I think, and I think that he is saying stuff that you can, is, is intelligible. Oh, it's all just, distorted, distorted they just, and... They just robotize it. Yeah. Cause, oh, especially at the end with uh, Hera and her her boy again. He's like, "How come you don't have to follow orders and I do?" <laughs> and chop chop chimes in with it just a. It's like, yeah. How come we have to follow orders? Is what you get the sense of. It's just it's droid noises. But you uh, be a general. Hu Yang, man. Not only is he bringing C three PO back in full homage, yeah. um, because it, that's what was missing from droidness for me is like they were all cool and they were all quirky, but. K2SO got there a little bit, but there's an essence of Hu Yang, like, he knows his stuff, and he's trained Jedis, and he's been, he, who knows what he's seen, and you can't, you don't oh really God. get a sense the of it. The shade he gives Sabine? Well, yeah, there is an old man matter-of-factness to it, <laughs> and then the shade, you say shade, I think it's just matter-of-fact. Uh-huh. He's like, old man, he could have just followed that statement with, get off my lawn. And backed up by thousands of archives of years of the history. The Jedi Order never would have accepted her. Which is fantastic because he says that, yeah. And 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 Ahsoka looks at him and like, yeah, yeah, I know that's that's what we're doing here. Yeah, and he was also like, of all the force sensitive people I've trained, you are absolutely the worst. <laughs> She's like, wow, thanks. She's like, it's the truth. <laughs> like you were terrible. 
I've never seen someone so bad. He's the best. He's got like old man IDGAF, and I'm just going to say it. And David Tennant just crushes it because I also, it, he does a great job, and knowing who it is, you can hear it, but I wasn't like, oh, that's David Tennant because he, he does crazy stuff. He was in Final Space. He does a lot of weird voice work when you go dig into it. Speaking of droids, I love having HK droids. Lots of HK droids out well, there. Well, because, you know, HK-47 was the, the evil droid in Knights of the Old Republic. Yes. Uh, yes. He was great. But these are HK-87s. These are newer A later models. Model. Later models. But they still look pretty much just they do. like him. And I just love that they're running around causing all kinds of trouble. Okay. So, but that the Marak, the the tree, the part of the trio with Balin and Shin. Let's talk about Oh, Marak. The guy Mar- who looks like Snake Eyes from G.I. Joe? Yeah. Now, he was an Inquisitor, right? He was an inquisitor. Was an inquisitor. But he, had he the inquisitor was blade. But he was but he was an inquisitor and he was an inquisitor. Now what that means is Wait, wait, is you that, just said the same thing twice in a row. I know. Did you see You're when not being Did you when see you when Ahsoka took him out? He yeah. went into green mist. Yeah, they let the magic smoke out. Yeah, that Just the other day I let the magic smoke out of my truck cost me 5 grand to put the magic smoke back in the truck. Green Andy magic smoke. Green green mist is how they usually show Night Sister's magic. Oh. So a lot of people think that he, what he was, animated was the was the classic animated armor, you know, like armor really? that animated with like an undead in there or something. Like it might have been yeah, an undead oh, inquisitor or something. That's such a sister of Dathomir thing to do. Did, is that what a wraith is technically? A wraith, something, yeah, something yeah. like that. Like, like powered by a yeah. lot of people. The way he. Went out. Oh, the mountain of, from um, yeah, yeah. Game of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the way he went out, a lot of people are like, "Was that like a just a reanimated Inquisitor or an empty suit of armor with like uh, magic in it?" Or I would only say like Shin's emotional because she is dark side leaning, and she got real emotional when Merrick got dusted. So I'm thinking there might be more to it than that, but. Either way, so cool. I thought he was just like an elevated version of the droids they were fighting because those droids were, I know they're in the name, they're assassin droids, mm-hmm. you know, but they're intense. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> when they first encounter it, she's like, you should stand down. And she's like, or, or we'll have to stop you. And she's like, we? She's like, us. And all the droids come uh-huh. out, us. I am Spartacus. I am Spartacus. Uh, and then there's like six of them. I want to know, uh, well, tell me why. I think that one of tell the most awesome why? awesome things was the first episode when she's like, oh, I need to get in here. I'll just make a little circle with my life. And it's a perfect circle yeah. right around her. Yes, oh. that was that was right. awesome. I think that like there's, to me, that came across, and they do this a couple times. That's moments to say, this is the Ahsoka you know from the cartoons, because that's yeah. that's her, like, that's the rebel Ahsoka that was the, the rambunctious Padawan, yeah. you know? That's still that attitude. And it's so, that was like, there were so many homages to, or not homages, but things that were made canon in the Fallen Jedi, Fallen Order game. Gotcha. And that she's using that power of, that he has that power to feel things that happened in a place through the force yep. in the past. Yeah. She was doing that. And then she was having to like, it was, she was in one of those puzzles in like the game. No, you know exactly happened where she was. You're right. But you know where else she was? 
She was in the the desert temple from Fifth Element because yeah. the stones coming out looked exactly like the a Fifth Element. A little bit, yeah. I kind of wanted to hear that sound Az- of Aziz the stone. more light, and she's having to line up things. It was like Indiana Jones, but I was yeah. like, oh, this is Fifth Element. I'm glad they're reusing the set. Oh, it just seemed like a video game to me. Yeah, I was. It'd be something that I'd be like. I'd be halfway through this and then hit my phone going like, how do I figure this out? I'm going to have to look online. But she's using, that's the, that's the good force. That's Jedi force that yeah, she's powerful right. in. All right, let's do some favorites. Go for it. Let's go do the around the table favorites. Okay. Now, I'm going to say just off the top, I think there isn't a bad performance in this. No. So. All right. I can, I can nitpick. Oh, let's oh, nitpick it. We'll, really? We'll, we'll, we'll correct you. All right. <laughs> Let's talk about Rosario. I was going to say this earlier with Rosario when we were talking about Rosario Dawson. Go for it. Yeah. She's the hot topic. I think um, on a spiritual and an emotional level, I think Rosario Dawson is Ahsoka to know. Mm-hmm. I struggle, especially during the fight with Balin, with the physicality of the Ahsoka I know from the cartoon. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and even just, I mean, I've, I, I've watched a fight scene or two. Yeah, yeah. And I've Rosaria feels a little stilted. She feels a little rehearsed. I don't know what it is. I, got I, you. I and again, I hate to say anything bad about it because I think her performance is fantastic in every other way. But for me, Rosaria Dawson in the she's not known as a big action no. kind no. of an actress. I was just gonna venture to say this is probably her first like weapon fight choreography. Yeah, probably. Which, I and, and I was and that's when I was starting when I was watching her fight is because I've watched that fight scene with with Balin a couple of times now. And I've I found myself a little doubting that particular aspect of her performance. Mm. No Again. way she would do that move. No. And it's not even that. It's <laughs> it, it, it No, I got you. The the physicality of Ahsoka in a fight, I think Rosaria struggles with a little bit. I get it. Doesn't take away the performance i still don't want to see anyone else but rosaria dawson in that role because i mean emotionally she nailed it yeah and i i think uh all other aspects she's there she'll be training between season one and two probably yeah yeah she needs to go to that john mick school and you know, <laughs> learn learn how to fight like no that. she just go hang out with henry henry cavill they probably he just does that in his backyard on the weekend that's exactly what i'm talking about henry cavill like flows i don't know she didn't flow in her fight scenes very well hmm Fair well, enough. Let's talk about favorite fight scene then. Yours is is it the last one? Well, it's it's a toss up, and I've talked about them both already. Yeah. Um, the spaceship fight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That took me back to a new hope, and that final fight. Uh, the final, the midpoint <laughs> final fight. Uh, between Balin and Ahsoka. The Act Two that final was, fight. Yeah. And and even so, with the the limitations of Rosario Dawson, I still watch that fight scene like half a dozen times. <laughs> oh wow! Do you have a favorite? battle slash fight scene i like the first pairing up because of all the will they won't they i like when we finally get to see old school ahsoka and sabine back in action as a dynamic duo oh yeah yeah, yeah. and they're pulling moves together and she's doing the mando uh the arm whip you know the grap- grappling it? it's a grappling the grappler but it's like grappling hook rope <laughs> yeah but yeah she's doing that and like knowing to spin out of the way while ahsoka is getting ready to spin like that was awesome fight choreography, and it's just like, oh yeah, these two. It's what everybody keeps hinting at. Hugh Yang knows, like, go together because you work better together. Like, oh, this is the fight example of it, and they kick butt. Mm. Even though she can't use the force, you think she's like, you know, oh, she's a weakling. It's like, nope, she's a Mando. So that's my favorite. That was my one of my favorite fight scenes. 
I like the whole. Mine's kind of odd because it was. It, it, it's a two-parter, and part of it's quick, but it, everything surprised me when they went to Corellia. Yes. To check on what they were doing with the giant hyperdrive from the Super Star Destroyer. For the Empire! Yes, that. I was like, what's going on? And then there's like people shooting and they're just having to take people out. Like, that's the yeah, thing. That's, yeah, I totally was caught off guard by that fight. That's, that's the thing about this, too. I'm like, I'm like, oh, they're just killing people. This isn't droids. Or, this like, oh, these are old Imperials. And everything was, and then they go down there, and that's when we first see Merrick and the yep they on the ship. Yes. And they, they come out, and you're like, "What's going on here?" And it's just, and then she's doing that crazy run to try and yeah, that was yeah, real, catch up with the ship. Yeah, it was real exciting. No, that and that, and that was thing. a great moment. Yeah. I, I loved that exchange because it surprised me. I didn't yeah. see it coming because right. like they're right there in the control room with them. Yeah, and then that leads to an even one of my one of my most favorite scenes. And maybe that's the next question. The most favorite scene. Mm-hmm. I loved when General Sindula has to stand in front of the hologram council. Oh, and there's yeah. Mon Mothma, who yeah. we just saw in Andor. Like, oh, she's older. We love her. Hey, I know that chick. Senator uh, Ziono yeah. is like, you know, well, well, you know, of course, you just want more ships. Well, that's easy to say when I'm the boots on the ground. And, yeah. you know, he's the guy in the, in the, in the house fighting, fighting the fight. You know, she's the boots on the ground. And you know he's the big imperial guy up in the up in the booth. Yeah, I lived through a war, and I know when it's coming. I'm trying to prevent it. Exactly. Yeah. And I think if you think back to the original heir to the empire, Timothy Zahn trilogy. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, that's where they're pulling. There from. was there was an absolute analog to this character, uh, Borsk Fela, who was a Bothan spy, or who was a Bothan. And uh, do you remember this, Kevin? Let's keep talking. So he was a Bothan spy, and he was. Always the spoiler. He was always the the foil to, oh well, whatever you know. You guys just want to keep going on this war. Oh yeah, he okay, was yeah, the yeah, Ziono of. I think they're they're creating an analog. They're not bringing Boris Kvela over. No. They're bringing Senator Ziono, who was it, who is actually a character who's in the future. He's in the Resistance. Boris Kvela? Yeah. He's in the resistance. Shut up! Really? He's the father of the kid who's in the resistance cartoon. That's that. That's the cartoon oh, yeah. that's set during yeah. the sequels. Mm-hmm. That one's new. That one's come out in the last yeah. year or two, right? Well, no, it came out when the sequels came out. I was I was reading that senator guy as the he's is the stick in the mud and he shuts down people, but I think it because somebody's paying him to shut things down, like Ooh, evil machinations. Someone. Like, oh, we dole. don't need to do that. It's like, yeah, get get them to drag their feet because we got... He's on the dole. Yeah. But yeah, no, I'm with you. I think you might be right. I think he might be involved in the First Order and the Resistance. Ziono? I think so. He's got, sure he's got smarmy vibes. I know, like, he is being a senator and doing his job and being the other side of whatever, you know, but I think there, there's money behind it. Right. But you bring up an interesting point. I'm with you because this is how they should have done the politics in the prequels. Because that, to me, one of the things I don't like about the prequels is it's so political, but it's just boring politics. It's like, there's a trade embargo. Oh, a no. trade dispute. Somebody yeah. didn't sign the paperwork. It's like, that's what it is. Like, this, hey, I've got a hint of a threat. I am a known general that has seen battle, and you call me a hero. And I'm saying, like, and it still gets red taped and administrative and paperwork. Yeah, yeah. And you can't tell who's working for it's who. It's like a lot of the stuff that's in Andor. Yeah. Oh, and it absolutely works yeah. just as well there. Right. And I think those two are like are examples of like, hey, we're gonna do politics a little bit. Like we can now because politics are 
all everybody talks about every day. It's just True. a fact of life now. But I think Star Wars is aware of that and playing with it very funly, very creatively. Right, right. My favorite scene is anything that Ray Stevenson's in. <sighs> yes. But, but, but specifically is the one where he shows up for the first time and they're like, it's an old Jedi Clarence code, but it checks out. It checks out. Yes. You know? That was hilarious. And then, and then he's like, a Jedi, the the Admiral, Captain, whatever he's like. I'm going to look into this myself. Yeah. He's like, okay, have this Jedi come down to the ship. And then he comes out and he's like, yeah, man, I'm a Jedi. And we want that prisoner you got in there. Yeah. You know, you are correct. Yeah. We are no Jedi. <laughs> um, Balin, we're getting so many new faces and it's awesome. It was just. Yeah, I just love that scene. I love the yeah. I'm with you on the, that. The arrogance, and I don't know if I don't know if if you caught it, but like when the uh, alarm started going off, they started like handing pistols around to everybody. Yep. <laughs> they opened the armory up, and I love that that him like him showing up. That's a direct homage to Darth Vader showing up on the the in the original mm-hmm. trilogy and like stealing plans and stealing the map. Like that's a you know the echoes of, of yeah. the themes. And he was like doing a Darth Vader in the hallway. Yeah, absolutely was. My favorite scene, and this will sort of bring us to you know we're only at the midpoint, so I don't know where we're going. But my favorite scene is I'm so glad to see Hayden Christensen. Ah, I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, we got the beat at the end of episode four, which is. I haven't sneaked. I haven't peeked ahead, so I'm, that's where I have left the show at the moment. Mm-hmm. But he called her snips. I will tell you that was that was my toss up between favorite moments. Yeah, uh, the one I talked about earlier, or the one where Anakin calls her snips. Yeah, because it's, no one else calls her snips. And mm-hmm. it's 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 magical Star Wars because we don't know where she is. Well she's, she's, well, she's in the world between worlds. The world between worlds. She's like it. But to somebody. Only watching the show or only seeing the movies, they don't know what this is. You're correct. And there was great debate online about this until the fifth episode came out, I'm sure. Um, but <laughs> yeah, uh, apparently, we're, the this is a, a realm yeah, without well, time, without well, space. Okay. The, the debate is who is this? Ah. A lot of people are like, wait, well, who is Anakin? Yeah. The one that says snips and calls her snips, right? So right. this could be a hallucination because we don't know. She's, I mean, she's in a I don't know state. why everyone has to unpack it so much, because why can't it just be Anakin? Yeah. Because he's a force ghost at this point, and they're in... But which Anakin force ghost is he? Because didn't he fight... I read a thing where he fought... Ahsoka fought Darth Vader in yes. Rebels. Right. In she did. the World Between Worlds. No, she wasn't in the World Between Worlds. She was saved by Ezra, who dragged her into the World Between Worlds to save her. Because... Uh, I was under mis- I was misunderstanding. No, this open having the world between worlds opens up so much stuff, especially for the fact that now that map has been destroyed. You're thinking there's no way to get there. There's um, other ways but, to get there. But if she's in the world between worlds, there's a, a chance that she can get to where Ezra is because Ezra got to where she was and saved her from Vader. And that that was the so. basically that was the catalytic event that happened between her Ezra and Sabine that explains mm-hmm. all the relationship building that's going on now yeah but it is a touching scene where it goes i don't know but to have him back and whether he's real or not almost kind of doesn't matter because like it's it the name of the show is ahsoka so it's about her and it's now, what she's gonna take from it now but wait a minute anakin shows up mm-hmm. and there's music playing mm-hmm. but the music changes right at the end when it goes to black it does play a vader's theme it goes to vader's theme is that not 
telling us? That's, that's that, what I took from it. That well, that supports Kevin's argument it that it's not looks like Anakin. Yeah, but that's Vader. Well, yeah, but it is a musical cue. But maybe that's just a red herring. Maybe they want you to think. Maybe that's they good. want you to think that. Maybe they. Maybe you want me they to don't think. They know that we think, know. They know we know. <laughs> but I think that you think, and then he thinks, and I think that we think that it's Vader. <laughs> it's Snoke. He's back. Oh no. <laughs> Um, uh, our good buddy Albert has been as chomping at the bit about us talking about Ahsoka because he's yeah. in love with it too and he's like we, we gotta talk about the flashbacks and I was like we'll get there so we'll get there I, I know that's a factor in this dream world and we'll, we'll, that's an exciting point that we'll get to in our wrap up the world between worlds I love it it's, it's magic Star Wars mm-hmm. it doesn't have to make sense are we gonna do midpoint pizza or are we gonna sure yeah at least you know Where'd you a half baked pizza? I think I think we have a a, a mixed a mixed past of doing what, midpoint assumptions. What were your thoughts before you started it, and where are you sitting now? We'll do it that way. We won't have to give it a rating, but you know, uh, I would say it's absolutely met my expectations. Okay, you had high expectations going. Uh, in? I did again after Mandalorian. You go back and you watch a lot of Clone Wars, mm-hmm. and what is Clone Wars about? It's about Ahsoka. There you go. Yeah, um, yeah, and, and in fact, I would. I would submit to you that after you watch the Clone Wars, the Anakin arc through the movies is is fortified. Is oh for sure, it, it makes more sense mm-hmm. when you have this backstory with Ahsoka specifically, and why he falls, why Ahsoka's not, why she never appears in in episode why he's going to be the baddest Jedi ever. Yeah, that's exactly right. So yeah, I I am uh, I am enjoying it. I'm loving it. Scotty, it, will you keep watching the rest it of us? Feels, <laughs> it feels like Star Wars again. It's It's Ooh. got that real... Again, I talk a lot about, hey, it, you know, this took me back to when I was this age. Yeah, it took me back to watching A New Hope. Uh, when Sabine crawls into uh, the, the laser pod and she's targeting, you know, enemy combatant starships. Move on my mark. Oh, yeah, move it. on. Yes, absolutely. It was total... Let's roll them. Oh. That's right. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, great kid. Don't get... <laughs> I've got a bad feeling about this. Sorry, yeah. Jason, I, Jason I, is force sensitive. I know too. you have to cut that out, but I had to say it. Yeah, that's that's family friendly. That's fine. <laughs> you might get a bleep. We'll see. Future Mikey, <laughs> use a bleep. So, Kevin, thoughts? Will oh. you keep watching Ahsoka? <laughs> yes, of course I'll keep watching Ahsoka. I really, I'm enjoying this greatly. We'll see when it's all wrapped up. For me, out of all the stuff that that has come out, my favorite has been Andor, which surprisingly doesn't involve Filoni. No yeah. space wizards. Um, but this is getting there for me. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, the characters are all great. I, uh, Filoni is so good at, at doing, like, I have not seen, he makes these, like, bulletproof female characters. Yes. I don't see the internet complain at all about how the, these, so he just does stuff right. And they're he all just, varied. That's I what agree. I'm saying. Yeah. He just he just does stuff right. It's it's and the the cool thing is you got like a a Harrison Dula who can come across as a loving mother feminine, mm-hmm. but at the same time you can tell she's a badass general. Oh yeah, she's total boss. And it doesn't come across as false. It's believable. Absolutely. And and I don't know what that secret sauce is. I don't want, don't know what that magic is. But Filoni has that magic because every there's like you said we got Ahsoka. We got Sabine. Mm-hmm. We got Hera. 
We got two female villains. Morgan and Shin, yeah. They're all very different characters. And it just it doesn't matter that they're female, which is great. And Morgan's gonna be so creepy. She's hanging out in the background, but she's gonna come out of the shadows. It's gonna be great. I I one hundred percent agree with you, Kevin. In fact, at dinner this evening with the lovely lady Not Scott, I asked her, Why do you like Ahsoka? Because she does. She she's really enjoying mm-hmm. it. And she said there are important female characters. But the fact that they're female doesn't seem relevant to the story. Right. It's not about them being female. Right. And she brought up the analog of She-Hulk. She-Hulk is about female characters, and it's really over the top with girl power and that kind of thing. And these are strong female characters, but they're not making a big deal out of the right. fact that they're females. Yeah, yeah. And that's, I, I think, I, I, I'm with you, Kevin. I don't know what the secret sauce is. I don't know what the difference is, yeah. but I'm with you. Yeah. And and I think it's one of the things that's really making this thing very relatable mm-hmm. to a whole lot of folks. Right. It's a well-written character. It's, it's telling, a, knowing the story you want to tell and fleshing out the world and adding in all these beautiful, because everybody's got to have motives, you know? So the fact that everybody has something to care about in this show, regardless of good guy, bad guy, gray guy, it, it's fascinating. Mm-hmm. You gonna keep watching, Mikey? I will keep watching. <laughs> uh, the only thing I'll say, like, absolutely no. I, I agree with you on most all these points. I, my my brewing hot take that I'm that might be coming up in Nerd Talk Radio or just for the wrap up of Ahsoka is I think Star Wars works better in a, as a TV medium media than a movie media. But it came from movie. That's yeah. I know. I'm saying Star Wars works better as TV than movies. It's mm. it's in the process. I I think there's an echo in here, but I I think the it's who the people they've asked to do the movies that maybe. Is Wait. there an echo in here? Yeah, I think there's an echo. Were you talking about that? I was mentioning that they got the wrong people to do the new movies. Yeah, 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 they should have had the TV yeah, yeah. That's people it, that's do it. it. Yeah, you got the wrong people oh. making the movies. Oh, let's get Jake. Yeah. Oh, don't you remember fake fake Disney Studio exec said? Oh, that that said. Has- oh, let's get J.J. Abrams to make yeah. to make the movies and let's keep the kitties. Oh, uh, yeah, Dave Filoni, you make the kitty stuff. That's yeah, that's the echo I was oh, referring to. That's absolutely and that's absolutely the factor. You know, they have the the people that are really good creators doing it. But there's also like framework and the what I think Star Wars as a whole, as a property in general, is trying to achieve. I think it's most successful in TV. But this is formulating in my brain. It's tabled. I just wanted to put it out there so somebody can challenge it, challenge me on it later. Oh, well, if you want to challenge them on it now, yeah, you can hit us up at Assuming Pod on all our social medias. You can also send us a Gmail, Assuming Positions at Gmail dot com. Oh, Every single bloody week, I ask Mikey how he wants the Gmail formatted. I want one of those cool, uh, whatever Ezra showed, I want one of those hologram discs. I know they have a name for him in Star Wars, but I want a... Oh, the little hologram discs they brought back from the prequels? It looked like the mini disc, though. Yeah, it was the one that Qui-Gon Jinn used. The oh, same thing. It was the same thing. Even cooler. Yeah. yeah. Send me one of those. Also for the trinket, but yeah, I want to hear your opinion <laughs> on your hologram. I, I think, think those you know. things used to come with the uh Send prequels. us a hologram and a Gmail. Yes. I think those things might have come with some of the prequel action figures. I'll do some research to, then. To stick your figure on. It was real neat. Maybe. And then she remember. was freaking out that she lost it. It was like, ooh, emotional. That means you're freaking out. It means you're not ready for the job, kid. I love it. Uh, we want to thank you guys so much for listening. You are the best Positrons there could ever be. If Absolutely. you guys want to support us in what we do here and you like it and want to throw us some money in the tip jar, you can buy us a coffee. Buymeacoffee.com slash assuming pod. 
Uh, so thank you guys so much uh, for your support and listening. We will see you next time for the wrap up of Ahsoka with a whole bunch of awesome well, that's stuff. That's not next in time. Between. You know, I know. There'll be awesome stuff in between. Um, we want to thank Not Scott for equipment and being here. Good to be with you. We want to thank that guy Brad for doing our announcing and Jazzar for our music. And we hope you guys have a great rest of your week and travel to a whole nother galaxy on the back of a space whale. Oh, space whales. We didn't even talk about them. They're so awesome. You watched the next episode already, didn't you? No. Space I, whales were in there. I just know that happened. I saw it happened in Rebels. I did. I accidentally watched episode five. Oh, oh hush, dude. hush. There are space whales. Hush. We saw space whales in four. You're, you're, did you stop recording yet? No. Well, you should. Oh. <laughs>